Hola amigos, welcome to the breakdown section of episode 86, Las Groserías Mexicanas con Mextalki. This episode we recorded with our friends Diego and Efraín from Mextalki, and their specialty really is slang and Mexican swear words. That's really their niche. They focus on Mexican Spanish and especially the type of Spanish that you hear in the streets of Mexico. Very casual, informal, as informal as you can get. And that's what made this episode so unique because in general, we don't necessarily go out of our way to not swear on the podcast. There have been a few times where some swear words come up, but it did feel a little weird to record this one where we're especially focused on swear words. But we think it is an important topic to know about. It's important to know this vocabulary just so that you know what's going on if you're traveling in Mexico. Yeah, because you don't know if maybe someone is going to get super mad at you for something you did not knowing what you were doing, and then they're going to say something bad to you, and then you'll be like, ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it is important to know um, the vocabulary or yeah, sometimes just to understand movies and what's going on in, I don't know, some video you're watching, right? Right. It's part of the language. Mm -hmm. So before we dive in, if we haven't made ourselves clear yet, this episode isn't for people who are sensitive to strong language. So if you're listening to this at work without headphones, maybe you want to pause right now. Don't get upset with us. If you play this and you have your kids around or your boss comes by, we gave you fair warning. Well, another thing I wanted to mention is that this breakdown section is so long. The document you're going to see that contains many, 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 many more um, words and phrases and expressions that we could put together in a 20 to 30 minute breakdown audio. So we're going to go through the first phrases and then you're going to notice that you're going to find even more phrases after we're done with the audio. That's right. We wanted to make this breakdown section free so that you could get a taste of what's in the membership if you're not in our podcast membership already. But most episodes of the breakdown section are 20 to 30 minutes long and we pick around 15-ish different phrases from each episode and go in depth to explain them so you get a better understanding of how they're used in different contexts. Now we can get started, I think. All right. <laughs> so the first two expressions are something that the guys said early in the conversation. The first one is a toda madre, which means great. And the other one is me mama, which means I'm excited or I love. Yes, I think I've heard this one more used in the context of I love. For example, me mama el fútbol. Like I love soccer, right? And a toda madre. I've also heard it as um, like if someone asks, how are you doing, Jaime? ¿Cómo estás? You can say a toda madre. Like I'm doing great. Okay. Yes. But here Jaime said, bueno, ¿cómo están, chicos? And then Efraín said, pues estamos a toda madre. Excelente. Como diría el Diego, 
Me mama estar con ustedes. So I said, okay, how are you guys doing? And Efraín said, well, we're doing great. Excellent. As Diego would say, I'm excited to be here with you. So again, these two expressions were the first one, a toda madre, which means great. And the second one, me mama, which means I'm excited or I love. And I don't want to repeat myself too much here, but obviously these are extremely informal. Yes, all of the phrases you're going to hear today in this breakdown section are slang, are groserías. I mean, there's no way you can make a uh, grosería. Um, Polite sounding? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next one we have for you today is chelear. This means to drink beer, to have a few beers, to knock back some beers. Just a casual way to say to drink with friends, basically. Yes, because a lot of people say chela for cerveza. So instead of vamos por una cerveza, they would say vamos por una chela. So a lot of people use this word as a verb, chelear. So here Diego said, estar aquí con ustedes conviviendo y unas chelitas también, como no. And Efraín said, sí. Porque ya cheleamos antes, ¿no? So Diego said, to be here with you guys hanging out and having some beers too, why not? And Efraín said, yeah, because we had a few beers together before, right? So again, this word is chelear. Which means to drink beer, to have a few beers, or to knock back some beers, etc. I could say, ¿quieres una chela? Mm-hmm. That's, would you like a beer? Yeah, very informal and casual. Moving on, we have two more. We have gacho, which means... Awful, ugly, or crappy. And chilango. Which is just a native of Mexico City, someone from Mexico City. Mm -hmm. So here Efraín said, Que la neta, su barrio está más gacho que el mío. La Aragón es más conocida por andar así medio... And then Diego said, Pues más o menos, pero sí, yo soy 100% chilango. So Efraín said, And to be honest, his neighborhood, Diego's, is uglier than mine. La Aragón is well known for being like... And Diego continued, well, more or less, but yeah, I'm 100% native to Mexico City. So again, these two words were gacho, which means awful, ugly, or crappy. And the other one, chilango, which is a native of Mexico City. Another one that we didn't put in the PDF, but it's in this expression we just said is la neta. Oh, yeah. That's like the truth, or to be honest. I think we have already mentioned this one uh, in a previous breakdown section. Maybe that's why we didn't include it here, but yeah, it's a good one. I think so too. La neta. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's a good one. Yeah. Moving on, we have jalarse. This means to go, to leave, or to come, or to hurry up. Yes. This one has 
many, many expressions, um, many, many meanings. But like the literal translation would be to pull, jalar. Right. You would see this on a door before you walk into a Uh building. Jale, yes. But when you say jalate, that can mean many different things depending on the context, right? So here Efraín said, Y ya después me dijo el Diego, pues jálate. Y yo pues, o sea, pues no sé, no sé, no sabía enseñar español ni nada. So Efraín said, and after that Diego told me, well, come here. And I was like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I didn't know how to teach Spanish or anything. So again, this expression is jalarse. Which means to go, to leave, to come, or to hurry up. Yes, so someone could say, jalate por las chelas. And that would mean, go get the beers. Yeah, Yeah. hurry up and go get the beers. Yes, yes. Moving on, we have tirar. Or also, some people say, echar carrilla. And this means to tease or to make fun of. Yes, so here Diego said, O sea, era una relación horrible porque, pues yo solo tenía ganas de golpearlo porque él me tiraba carrilla. O en otras palabras... Como que me trataba mal cuando yo quería participar o hacer algo. So Efraín said, I mean, it was a terrible relationship because, well, I just wanted to punch him because he used to tease me. Or in other words, he used to make fun of me when I wanted to participate or do something. So again, this expression is tirar or echar carrilla. Which means to tease or to make fun of. I think I've heard um, more the expression with echar. Echar carrilla. So, for example, growing up, all of my cousins used to echarme carrilla because I didn't know how to ride a bicycle. (laughs) And I would always fall. (laughs) You had just started to learn when you and I met. Yes. When I was like... 21 years old. <laughs> that blew my mind. Anyway. <laughs> does this also mean to bully? Because I feel like in Mexican culture, it's typical to bully your friends and yeah. still be friends with them. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. It means kind of like the same thing. Echar carrilla is like when you're constantly uh, making fun of something that happened to your friend. Sure. Yes. But this one isn't necessarily rude to say. No. It's just more of a typical Mexican phrase. Yes. Yes. Also, uh, let's say that you like some girl and your friends know about it. Uh, and so every time this girl walks by, they're all like, Jaime, the girl you like. So that's also echar carrilla. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Moving on, we have madrazo, un madrazo. This is a punch. Yes. Uh, This is a very Mexican word, and it's just something that we use for 
hitting or crushing or falling or anything painful that happens when two things collide with each other. So it can be a car crash. It can be a punch on your face or in other part of your body. Uh, When you fall down the stairs, you can say, me di un madrazo. Oof. So you... You hit really hard from a fall, maybe. Yes. Okay. Yes. And here Diego said, Él dice que no recuerda, pero pues en un momento yo estuve tan harto que dije, güey, cálmate o si no, neta, te voy a soltar un madrazo. So Diego said, he says he doesn't remember. But at one point, I was so fed up that I told him, dude, calm down or I'll punch you. So again, this word is madrazo. Which is a punch or a hit from any sort of impact. Yes. I think it's funny how <laughs> they started a friendship this way. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, they, they hated each other. Yes. And then... At some point, they're like, oh, okay, this guy isn't too bad. <laughs> but moving on, we have two more words. Um, oh, look, the first one is neta, the one we told you a little bit about at the beginning of this um, breakdown section. So neta means? The truth, honestly, or for real. Mm-hmm. And then the other word we have here is huate. Which means buddy, pal, Friend, guy, etc. Mm-hmm. So here Diego said, Y pues de ahí dije, Bueno, pues la neta no, no me cae tan mal este cuate. Creo que sí congeniamos. So Diego said, And that's when I said to myself, Well, the truth is, I don't hate this guy that much. I believe we do get along well. So again, these two words are neta, which means the truth, honestly, or for real. And the other one is cuate, which means buddy, pal, friend, guy, dude, man. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing that this word means is, you know, when a woman has two babies and... They're not gemelos, which would be the translation for twins, but they are cuates. It's, um, I believe it's when the two babies are like together in the womb, but they're separated, um, like in different, um, sacks. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So they are twins. They're just not identical twins. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So in Spanish, we would say, Gemelos, for like identical twins who are together in the same, what is it called? Like a baggie. Oh. <laughs> well, that. And we would say cuates when they come in different um, bags. <laughs> you caught me off guard, Maya. I wasn't ready for... <laughs> for medical terms. <laughs> no, yeah, what is it? It's the... Ah, whatever. Leave us a comment in the membership. (laughs) Someone will send us an email and correct us. Yes, yes. So we're going to get to the next one, which is 
many different expressions that basically have the same meaning. Okay, so the first one is me caga, so cagar, me molesta, me excrementa, me surra. So if you are in the membership, you can see the PDF that goes along with this breakdown section and how we kind of break up each of these. But basically the order is to crap or to shit. It bothers me. And then I can't stand it. So all of these phrases that I said in Spanish, all of them can mean any of these things that Jaime said. So me caga is very, very common here in Mexico. It's just used for something that you hate. Like, me cagan las matemáticas. Like, I hate math. Uh, once we were walking down the street in Querétaro and we heard some girls behind us talking and she yelled because they saw a cockroach and she said, me cagan las cucarachas. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I was going to use this example too. It was really funny because I think this is the first time you heard this expression. Probably. And so it stuck with us. Like, me caga? What? The literal translation didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's like, cockroaches are pooping on me. <laughs> Which would be worse if yes. you hate cockroaches. Yes. <laughs> But here Efraín said, Mira, te voy a decir algo, Jaime. A mí me Caga, me caga, me molesta, me excrementa, me surra tener vecinos en la Ciudad de México. So Efraín said, Look, I'm going to tell you something, Jaime. It really bothers me. I can't stand it. I really, really hate having neighbors in Mexico City. I feel like none of these phrases are as hard in English or as um, harsh as they sound in Spanish. Yeah, that's the thing about learning a second language. When you learn the swear words, they don't carry the same sort of weight that swear words do in your native language. Because I think you grow up with the experiences and the reactions of people when you say a swear word, right? Yes. You get to feel what it does to the room and the people around you when you mm -hmm. say something so strong. And when you learn another language, usually you'll kind of study what a word means and it doesn't have that same weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. So most of these expressions here have something to do with going to the bathroom number two. So me caga, it's like cagar is a very informal way of saying going number two. Yeah, it's like to crap or to yes. shit. Uh, me molesta, well, that is um, to bother, right? And then excremento is the word for uh, poop also. Excrement. Right? Yeah, excrement. Yes, yeah, so me excrementa. It's kind of like me caga. And then surrar is, I think, the worst word for going number two there is in the Spanish language. I hate it. <laughs> Te caga. Me caga the expression me surra. Um, but yeah, it's something you're going to hear someday, maybe. Yeah, not polite language. No. So why don't we keep going? 
How about we do? Yes. So the next one is something that you have probably already heard if you've been studying Spanish for a while. This one is cabrón, which has so many meanings. Yeah, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. In this context, it's a bad one, right? Yeah. So some of the meanings it can carry with it are bastard, motherfucker, or asshole. Beep. <laughs> yeah. It is weird to swear so much on the podcast, but yeah. we warned you. Yes. We warned you. This is all part of the learning process. It's good to know these things. So literally the word cabron means a male goat, but in Mexico, well, it's a slang word that means different things like Jaime was saying. So depending on the context, sometimes it's like, oh, my friend. Sometimes means like badass to like, ah, eres bien cabrón. Like you're a badass. Yeah. Or if you do something really well, mm -hmm. I've heard it as well. Like, yes. él es cabrón tocando la guitarra, right? Yes. Um, so here Efraín said, o sea, si no es un cabrón, es otro. Otro cabrón. O sea, si no es uno con su música, es otro pendejo construyendo algo. So Efraín said, I mean, if it's not one bastard, it's another one. I mean, if it's not one with his loud music, it's another idiot building something. So again, this word is cabrón. Which means bastard, motherfucker, or asshole. Or someone who's very talented. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Depending on the context. Right. Moving on, we have... Tras bambalinas. This means backstage. Now, this is not a grosseria or a slang word, just something the guys said that we thought, why not? Um, here, Jaime said, De hecho, Mai está aquí haciendo los estudios detrás de cámaras. And then Efraín said, Sí, muchas gracias, Mai. And Diego said, Tras bambalinas. So I said, actually, Maya's here helping us with the investigation behind the scenes. And Efrain said, yes, thanks a lot, Maya. And Diego said, yeah, she's backstage. So las bambalinas are the curtains you see all the way on the back of the, like, um, theater stage. Okay. Yeah, I had never heard this word before. Mm-hmm. So if someone is like behind the scenes doing something, you can say tras bambalinas. Okay, so that's backstage then. And for our last set of phrases in this breakdown section, to be clear, usually we do all of the phrases in the PDF. In this case, again, like Mai said earlier in the episode, we have the whole PDF where you can read the definitions and the translations for the other phrases that we didn't get to in this audio explanation that's in the PDF in the membership. But for the last phrases we're going to read here, we have agarrar la onda, which means to get it, to catch on, or to understand. The other one is echar cotorreo, which means to chat, to chatter, or to hang out. And the last one is the verb bailar, 
which means to get confused or to get screwed in a non-sexual way. Yes, so bailar doesn't only mean to dance, it has other meanings too. Um, so in this context, the word bailar, it's actually a short version of the expression valer madres, which also is super rude. But when when something vale madres, it's just, it's ruined or it's destroyed or your plants can get um, ruined or if a person valió madres, it's a person who probably, I don't know, failed a test or something or got super confused. Like in this expression, we're going to tell you a little bit more. So here Efraín said, algo así como que a veces le digo a Diego. Vamos a parlar así para que no nos agarren la onda y podamos echar el cotorreo a gusto. Y con esa frase, todos los gringos bailan. So Efraín said, Like sometimes I tell Diego, Let's talk like this so no one can understand us and we can chat with ease. And with that phrase, all gringos get confused. I think in this episode, it was almost always Efrain who was trying to show off. He was trying to think of the most confusing and authentic Mexican slang phrases he could come up with. And he would sometimes say a bunch of them all at once just to show that these guys are really pros at Mexican slang. And it's also just the way they talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy for them, right? Right. Um, so again, here, as you can notice in this expression, they were talking about how sometimes they like to like speak in code, right? So Efraim was saying that sometimes he just likes to use different expressions that not a lot of uh, gringos know so that they can talk about all kinds of things without other people knowing what they're saying. So he said, agarrar la onda, which again means... To get it, to catch on, or to understand. He said also, echar cotorreo. Which means to chat, to chatter, or to hang out. And then, bailar. Which, of course generally means to dance, but in this case, it means to get confused or to get screwed in a non-sexual way. I just want to mention, I don't like to assume that everybody listening has listened to every episode we've ever recorded, but if you're confused about the use of gringo and maybe you think it, it's a bad thing or a good thing or it doesn't matter, you might want to check out our episode about the meaning of the word gringo. That's right. This is episode number 32. And just one more time, if you want access to the rest of the PDF where we go into depth into some of the most... Rude. <laughs> vulgar. Yeah, I was going to say vulgar <laughs> phrases from this episode. Well, it's in the PDF. And again, usually we go through every phrase, but there is just so much vocabulary in this one. The breakdown section would be an hour to explain everything that we talked about. Well, actually, they talked about. I was just letting them go. So we have over 30 other words and expressions 
um, that we didn't get to um, cover during this audio recording, but everything is there in the PDF document. If you are part of the membership, you should go check it out. And is there anything else? No, if you're not part of the membership, you should. You should be. Yeah, you should sign up. Yes. Spanishandgo.com slash membership. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, let us know. You can also reach out to Mextalki. They'll help you out if you're confused by anything in this episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Nos vemos. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.